0: Thanks for tuning into the Refuge Church Sermon Podcast. It's our prayer that the Spirit would use God's Word to stir your affections for Christ during this time. While we're glad to provide this online content, please remember that it's not intended to replace commitment and connection within a local church family. Now, here's this week's message.
1: All right. As you know, normally this is our share service, and normally we have to... uh, bring in chairs from all over the place to pack people in, and uh, it gets warm and stuffy in here, and there's this long periods of awkward silence where we take turns sharing with one another uh, th- not only things that we're thankful for, but how God has been working uh, in in our lives over the last year. And so we're not doing that in an organized in the same way that we've done in the past. Uh, this time we've done things, tried to do things through video submission, and so we have a video coming up in just a minute that's going to of, of a compilation of all those of various folks that have sent in things that they're ready to share. So I think we're going to roll that and then we will uh, continue on with our service.
2: I'm Bennett and I'm thankful for family, earth, because if you didn't have earth, you wouldn't be alive. And my, my mother, thankful for God, because if you didn't have well, you wouldn't be alive again. And
1: I'm thankful for uh, mostly everything. I'm thankful for my family and friends.
0: Hi, Refuge. I am so thankful for everyone that shows up to make Sunday mornings happen. I can't tell you how much I appreciate being able to be a part of church on Sundays, even though a lot of us are at our homes. And I'm so thankful for the women's Bible study. Uh, I did not show up every week as much as I would have liked to, and I'm still trying to finish it up, but it was so nice to have some direction for ways to stay in my Bible during this time. I'm just so encouraged by seeing all of you keep going, and that helps me to keep going. Love you, Refuge.
3: Hey, Refuge friends. Um, Just wanted to let you know how grateful I am for all of you. And during this year of COVID, I'm grateful for front porch visits and coffee um, with good friends. And I appreciate all that. And thanks for loving on me and George. We love you guys. Thanks for the elders who have um, done so much to encourage us and keep the church functioning, keep us together as a community, even during this time when we're separated. And I can't wait to hug everybody's neck when I see you. So get ready. Hey, Refuge family, it's uh, Susan Fine. And I'm um, on talking on behalf of the Fine family. Um, some of my family members are very camera phobic. So um, I wanted to, and my daughter's here with me. Um, here, I'm here with my early Christmas decorations against um, My normal traditions, but you know, it's 2020 and we're just going to have some happiness here. So I just wanted to say I'm thankful for all of you. Um, Even though I haven't set foot inside the building since March and it's just been really hard being away from you all, I'm so thankful that our church has persisted and kept going. Um, Despite some of the logistical challenges, I still feel very much a part of the church, even though I haven't been physically present. Um, I'm just so Thankful for all of you, um, and for God's grace to help us get this far in this weird year. Um, Emily, do you want to say what you're thankful for? You're yeah, thankful, you're thankful, you, want to take you with a tea? Okay. Okay. So, you thankful for, for every, his house, his family, and everything else. Yes. All right. And I'm thankful for my family, my house, and my food and my tiger. All right, we're thankful, and that's all.
0: Bye. I'm thankful for my dog.
3: I'm thankful for music lessons. I'm thankful for my mommy.
0: I am thankful for the forced slowdown that COVID brought me. Um, February, beginning of March, I was feeling very overwhelmed by my busyness and it has been a blessing to have to slow down and realize what is most important.
2: This Thanksgiving as I reflect on the past nine months, 11 months, uh, it's easy to get frazzled, to get concerned. The pandemic's here, the world is full of men being uncivil to each other, Uh, the chaos can be depressing, but I'm reminded of Psalms 46.10 where it says, be still and know that I am God. Uh, If I dwell on that, I realize that he is still in charge and that brings me to the, to the words of William Wordsworth, which uh, said at one time, rest and be thankful. And that probably is true. Rest in God and be thankful for the uh, world that he's created and is fully in charge of. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, I
4: am for, um, a house to live in, and, um, a wonderful family is always there for me,
0: and wonderful friends from here. I'm thankful for the fact that we haven't been quarantined yet. That's really uh, a
4: good fact. <laughs>
1: I'm thankful for my friends who are in the church helping me keep... Saying, wow!
3: Now
1: we were uh, put under a lockdown. <laughs> All right. So I think uh, I am most thankful that we are at this moment uh, healthy and that we haven't had to deal with uh, sickness in the family. Extended family is. Um, it's very healthy as well
3: and it's uh, that that's quite a blessing because we we have
0: uh, many that are not so
3: and i think that i'm thankful for the fact that this is happening in a time when we have enough technology to stay connected with each other and i think i am thankful for um, a husband with a sense of humor mm. um as we have gone through very, very different times this year. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Refuge.
0: i thankful for my house. Uh, i thankful for my mommy and my daddy. And i thankful for food and water mm-hmm. and church. I'm thankful, especially this year, for teachers. Hey, Refuge. Thankful for a lot of things in this really tough year. Um, this year, I'm especially thankful for the leadership of our church, uh, for Trey, Allison. Um, you guys have really been amazing this year, and uh, not just with our body of, of worshipers, but with people outside. And thank you so much for leaning in and for leading our church so well. Grateful and thankful for you guys. I'm thankful for a loving husband that always puts me first and makes me happy. I'm thankful for my family and my friends.
4: Hi, I'm Harrison and I am thankful for my teachers because they are going to school during COVID even though they could get um, sick and give it to their relatives and their family. Um, I am also thankful for them because they find ways to make it fun to learn and just fun to go to school. I'm
3: thankful for my mommy and daddy and everybody else
4: and the
0: family.
4: Hi, Refuge. Share service 2020, Um, in a year where it would be really easy to um, overlook gratitude and to pick out and notice all of the things that have quite frankly sucked this year um don't tell my mom I said that word she makes my sister and I run laps for every letter when we say that word so please don't tell her anyways in a year when it would be really easy to um not share what Christ has done um there is abundantly more to pick out and share what he has done so for the sake of time I will just say um This year has shown me how faithful God is to his people, how honoring he is to those who desire to know him, and how kind he can be through his people. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you at Refuge. I am so grateful to be a part of a body of Christ who desires to know him and make him known. Uh, I hope you all have had a great Thanksgiving. Happy Advent. God is still God and God is still good even in 2020. I'm thankful for my new dog because he's always there to sit with me. I'm thankful for a lot
0: of simple things this year. I'm thankful for my family all being together under one roof, my daughter being home from college. I'm thankful for conversations with my kids. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for provision from God, for food to eat, a warm house. Um, but especially during this time, I think about how grateful I am for the job that God provided me. I, a year ago at this time, lost my job and it was kind of out of my hands the way that I lost it, but it felt pretty devastating. And in looking back at how God provided a new job for me and a perfect job for me, has really encouraged my heart deeply to know that He cares so much about the timing of things. He knows the future. He knew what was ahead of us in 2020. He knew exactly what our family needed, he knew what I needed, and he put me in a place of thriving. And I'm very thankful.
4: I'm thankful for Jesus because he always, he lives
1: in my heart and he helps me when things get hard. I'm also thankful for
2: uh, my friends and family because um, they love and care for me.
1: All right. Good morning. Yeah, uh, Eric said this earlier. This is usually the Sunday that we do uh, the share service where everybody comes up, and this one we didn't even have to wait awkwardly uh, for people to come up. Um, uh, so I like that uh, doing the video. We may we may keep that um, this week. And, and here I, we're not. I'm not doing like a full sermon. Just a just a just a little short homily. All right, um, you're all, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so this, year, this week actually starts the new year um, for the liturgical church. Did you know that? Okay. Um, and this is the liturgical season of, everybody? Advent, right. Now, here's the thing. It, it officially starts Tuesday the 1st, I think, for the church. It's the last Sunday uh, 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 in November, after Thanksgiving, um, technically Advent is not Christmas. If you want to, if you want to get, I had a conversation with my neighbor the other week, which was it, it was an awkward conversation, but it was good. We got to talk about these things. Uh, technically, and I know this is not me like this is not me declaring war on Christmas. All right, you can still you can say the words, uh, all that stuff. But technically, the Christmas tree is not supposed to go up until, anybody know? Christmas Eve, at which starts the 12 days of Christmas. Um, However, if, especially this year, if you chose to put your Christmas tree up on All Hallows Eve uh, for some, that's totally fine. Um, But Advent is technically, it's the season before Christmas, And this is why Advent is hard for us, okay? Um, Advent is hard for us because Advent is almost the exact opposite of what we celebrate as the Christmas season. Advent is not at all about um, a hectic season. It's not a frantic season. Uh, Advent uh, is not at all about consumerism or busyness. Advent is about, you ready? It's about patience. It's about waiting. If you would have, if you would have waited, I would have gotten to that. <laughs> the sermon illustrations are just coming from everywhere. Um, no, it's, it's, about, it's about longing. It's about this word hope. And here's the part we don't, it's it's an interesting factor in the word hope that we don't necessarily like culturally. It is about feeling the weight of hope before actually experiencing any of the relief of hope. Does that make sense? It's about having to feel the weight of hope. W E I G H T and W A I T. It's having to feel the weight of hope before we fully feel the relief of hope. Uh, it's not about avoiding the anticipation or doing things that distract us in the meantime. It's about embracing the longing, uh, embracing this longing while simultaneously being comforted by the presence of God, um, but longing for the time that He will come and make all things new. And so for the next few weeks, until the Christmas season starts, much to the chagrin of myself, because I'm, I'm, I have a measure of Buddy the Elf in me as well. Um, but over the next few weeks, we're gonna, we want to resist the rush. We want to resist the distraction. We want to resist the busyness. And I know what you're thinking, and, and Wendy, I appreciated your, your video, there's a forced patience this year. Remember in February and March when we were like, when is this going to be over? Right? Remember that? And and there's been a forced slowdown and we hate it. And yet, maybe God is at work in even that. So the next few weeks, we're going to, we wanted to avoid the rush. We can't show up to be to be light in a dark world followers of jesus can't just show up to fix stuff that's not our calling that's not being a light in the world not to rescue things not to solve the world's problems in fact we're not called at all to build earthly kingdoms those continue day by day to prove ineffective and, and, and honestly, simply unchristian. As, as lights in the dark world, what we do, we demonstrate with our generosity, we demonstrate with our care for more people than ourselves, for people beyond my scope, uh, our concerns uh, for other people, for their rights, for their suffering, for their hurts, our willingness to sacrifice our earthly freedoms or our earthly goods for freedom in Christ and abundance in Him. We demonstrate... In those things that our hope is not wrapped up in this present kingdom, but in a kingdom that is yet to come. And so for Advent, we join the weight of the saints of old who longed for the coming and the promised Messiah, but we also wait. We know that the light has come into the world, but we re-enter that story in a longing for Christ's return. We celebrate and remember when Christ entered the world and the way he entered the world, And then we enter into that also while we continue to wait for his return. Um, And it's this hope, it's this hope in the resurrection of Jesus, the the full story that is not just part of our life, but the entirety of our life. That becomes the focus of all that we are. It becomes the focus of our life, is this hope in the resurrection. Um, It becomes the goal. And we, slowly but surely... Day by day, the liturgical seasons help us figure this out slowly but surely through these practices. We are actually working on becoming more of who we, are, who we were designed to be as we practice these things. Um, and it's here that when we have intentionally fix our eyes on Jesus and on the hope of the resurrection, Paul begins all of his encouragement with that, Since you have been raised... Uh, it's here that we find gratitude in every possible circumstance, that we can give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Now, this is usually one of my favorite Sundays of the year, because um, then like tonight we usually have Hanging of the green. Greens. So I'm lamenting um, over that, where we get to just have every cookie imaginable and get totally wasted on hot chocolate and go home sick as a dog, but singing Christmas carols and decorating the church. Uh, and some wonderful people have already started and will continue to decorate. You'll see more decorations coming up. Um, uh, but usually what we do is we sit here and wait and, and, and we express gratitude. And so usually it's kids that come up first, right? And they're thankful for everything. Because, because they're not overwhelmed with the bitterness uh, and the cynicism that we get overwhelmed with. And they demonstrate, you know, I'm just thankful for God and earth and everything. And, and a lot of times, that's, that's a legit praise. Um, very basic things that we might be tempted to take for granted, uh, but these things encompass their entire world. Um, but slowly but surely, what begins to unfold every year in a surprising way, uh, we get to hear great stories. We get to hear great stories of healing. We get to hear great stories of care. We get to hear great stories of people reaching out, of people demonstrating the presence of God to one another. And to be thankful and to be grateful, this is not to silence the suffering. This is not put on a happy face and, and, um, and just be grateful. It's not to quiet or pacify our cries or our needs. Um, it is in the midst of every possible scenario that we might face to trust in the fullness of God and really even more so to trust in the presence of God. That no matter what the circumstances are, God is present. Um, not just to me, but to his people and however I might fit into that. So we're not going to have a share service this morning, but we are going to do, we are going to, you do get, we do have a little audience participation, okay? So we're going to make that possible. Here's what I want you to do. There are a ton of verses. I didn't count them all, but there are a ton of verses that have to do with gratitude and thanksgiving and being grateful throughout Scripture. And so what I want you to do, Refuge, and if you're at home, you can do this. If you have other people with you, you can do it there. If you're by yourself, start texting people randomly. Um, and you, you can cheat. Kids, you can be in on this too. Uh, you can use Google. I want to hear verses, passages. I tried to pick one out, and I was like, there's just there's so many. I want to hear verses and passages of gratitude. So, if you know where they're found, that's even better. Um, again, use your phone. Call them out. And we're not going to just rush through and just do this real fast. We're going to take, take a minute for each one of them. So this is audience participation. And I'll repeat them so that people at home can hear what the verses are that are being called out. You don't have to, you, you don't have to yell it. Um, you, can, you can just speak it. Who's got one? We still have the awkward silence. We can have that every week we gather. You don't have to have the best one. Let's just start with one. I have one. All right. So
4: Hebrews uh, 4 14 through 16. Mm hmm.
1: Amen. Hebrews four. Right at the end of the chapter, there we have a great high priest who's not who who. Hear this: We have a great high priest who doesn't not get it. He understands every possible thing that we could endure, that he also endured, and yet without sin. So our approach to this, the throne of the king. We don't come fearing our lives, the approach to the throne of the King, we can come with humble confidence. Yeah. What else? I'm going to call on Brooke here in a minute. Cooper.
0: From um, 1st the 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for
1: you. Give thanks in all circumstances. 1 Thessalonians. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually the will of God for us to be grateful in every possible circumstance. And again, that doesn't ignore suffering. You can't read through the Psalms and go and, and, and possibly think that God's like, I don't want to hear you complaining. I just want you to be grateful. It is the full realization of God's presence in every circumstance. Yes. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he provided? Yeah. Because it's not circumstantial. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. Yeah. On the days that we get it and it's easy to get it and on the days that it's hard to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. To him who is able to do all far more than we could ask or imagine. Yes. Philippians four: Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let
2: your requests be made known. Yeah.
1: Philippians 4, let me, let me just tell you, let me give you some advice. If Philippians 4 is a great pa- uh, chapter to memorize. Um, it's a horrible chapter to memorize the key couple of key verses that we usually slap on coffee mugs and t-shirts. Is a great chapter to memorize the whole thing because context really settles us in to the promises of God and Paul rejoicing in the faithfulness of God. Um, not that memorizing... Short passages are, are bad, but oftentimes we, we memorize those out of context. Um, Philippians 4 is a great chapter in all circumstances, whether, whether I have plenty or whether I have nothing. What else? Who else has got one? Brooke, you find one yet? All right, Awesome. Yeah. Colossians 3.17. That whole Colossians 3 is one of my favorite passages. Since therefore you have been raised with Christ, first half, get rid of these things that are no longer you. Second half, put these things on that are now you and be thankful. Anything else? Anybody else got one? Well done, Brooke. Okay. <clears throat> Scripture is filled with the promises and the calls and the commands of gratefulness. The people of old, throughout, throughout uh, Israel's history... God's call and command to be grateful was not really ever hinging on what they were facing. God had been faithful over and over again. Um, St. Ignatius believed that gratitude was among the highest virtues. And in fact, uh, he said that gratitude, that the lack of gratitude, I don't, is that ingratitude or ungrateful? That's ingratitude, right? Ingrateful. You're ingrateful. To not be grateful (laughs) was, he would consider that the root of all sin, to not be grateful. And here again, the deepest parts of gratitude, where gratitude begins, is not in the gifts of God. Gratitude begins in the presence of God. It's, it begins in acknowledging and knowing and seeing and, and, and uh, longing for the presence of God. And so here's what, here's what I'm going to finish with. I'm going to ask some questions and give you just a minute to reflect. Uh, this is taken, some of this stuff is taken um, uh, from Adele Calhoun's book on the church disciplines that, are, that we've, uh, on personal disciplines that we've talked through uh, sometimes. So I want to ask you some questions. Um, and then we'll finish with a couple of practices uh, of gratitude for, for this week that you can do. Um, so here's, uh, here's where I want to start off. Think of a time when you have felt left out or behind or at the bottom of the barrel or at the end of the list, at the, at the bottom of the line, whatever it may be, that it looks like everyone else is, having, is, is holding it together except for you. Everybody got that, that time in their life? Um, What kept you in that moment from gratitude? And what would it have looked like, or what can it look like for you to begin, even in that moment, to move toward thankfulness? Some of this is looking back because we often have much, much better perspective when we're looking back and that can help us actually in the present day, but think of a time or a gift or a person in your life that you look back on and that you are grateful for, but maybe at the time didn't fully appreciate or didn't fully see how grateful you, you should have been or could have been in that moment. This is one of those, I think, that, that is in abundance this year. Sally on, on the video talked about, you know, um, we're, we were all given warning that her, she's, gonna, she's coming for us um, and she's going to squeeze every single person's neck. And I fully believe that. Things that we have taken for granted, gathering, being together, making plans and not going, oh, man, global pandemic. <laughs> And I I don't say that to make light. Everything has changed, and there's a lot of things that maybe we've taken for granted. With perspective of time, what makes you grateful for that time or that person or that gift now? How does looking back on those things with gratitude for things that, have, that you have had, how does that affect, how could that affect you to see the present world, your present day? Are there things in your life now? Here's the last question, then we'll get to some practices. What what tends to be your disposition uh, from an emotional standpoint? What, where do you tend to go? Where do you find yourself moving toward the easiest? For me, oh, it's, it's cynicism. Uh, it is being somewhat argumentative. It is, uh, and, and you can ask my wife, you can ask the elders. Um, they would, they would make this case for me. A, a fun way to find this out, if you've seen Inside Out, everybody's seen Inside Out. If you haven't, you need to repent and go watch it. Um, how every person, like, they, they show the primary emotions that sit at the driver's seat, like in the adults. You know what I'm talking about? And after that, we, we did an assessment of a fam- of, as our family of who sits in everybody's driver's seat. Uh, and that was fun. And it got to dad's, and they were all like, anger. It's like, you could have taken a little more time to think about that. Um, Where do you find yourself moving the easiest, or who sits in that driver's seat, and how do you think a pursuit of gratitude in the presence of God, what effect do you think that would have? How would that be wind in the sails? How would that be warring against? How could that turn you around? What would that look like? Here again, when our gratitude is rooted in God's presence, we give thanks we can give thanks for that in every circumstance. Greatest promise in scripture is not God will fix all your problems. It's not even really there. The greatest promise in scripture, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, there's a Latin phrase that I'm not even gonna try to pronounce because I've only put to memory one Latin phrase. Um, But essentially, it's from Erasmus, and it's basically uh, uh, bidden or unbidden, God is present. In other words, whether you like it or not, whether you've asked for it or not, God is present. He is here. For the follower of Jesus, what a tremendous promise. And the, the, what, what a great forfeiture of a reality when I think about that. I'm not overloaded with guilt or shame in that. I look and go, man, to realize God's presence every second of the day would be incredible. So here are some practices for this week. And nothing brings us into the presence of God like gratitude. Gratitude. Nothing steadies our way, nothing humbles us, nothing um, sets our minds uh, in in a right way than a proper form of gratitude. So here's some practical things for this week that you can do. You ready? Journal. (laughs) I laugh when I say that because I know everybody's like, whatever, next. What else can we do? Um, All right, listen. Listen. I ditched fountain pens and and the notebooks that dead people write in, you know, the the moleskins and all that stuff. I don't use those anymore because I felt like my journal, like, it's going to be put in some time capsule and somebody's going to open it up one day and go, oh, what? (laughs) They can't. Did they speak a different language back then? Um, I, I use pencils and Mead notebook papers you can get for 99 cents and number two pencils so I can erase if I need to. Your journals don't have to be fancy. They can be. You can get the fountain point thing that you're, with the feather that you're dipping in ink every two seconds, but they don't have to be. Here is a, here's a way to journal. Put a list on the left side of the paper of things that you are thankful for. You don't have to expound. You know. You can put names. You can put events. You can put things that jog your memory. But, but, here's the catch. On the right side of the paper... Put, how do you feel? Um, What does it mean to you to have a God who is there? To have a God who listens? To have a God who provided this? Whether it was a hard time that built you up, whether it was a relationship that encouraged you, on the right side of the paper, take a minute and think through that. What does it mean that God provided here? What does it mean that I have a, to know that I have a God that I can interact with? That I have a God that cares about the very days of my life? This is a sharp distinction between the way the pagan gods were worshipped and the way the God of Israel was worshipped. Pagan gods didn't care. They wanted your loyalty and they wanted your sword. The God of the universe doesn't need your sword and he's not threatened by lesser gods he is there so what does it mean to you second one what are some things in your life in your day to day life that encourage you in gratitude that may be music that may be nature that may be art it may be um, coffee oh. Um, what are things in your life? It may just be sitting and, and, and being silent. Uh, how can you be intentional about incorporating more of those things? And if there are things in your life that uh, war against gratitude, talk radio, social media, tea, tea, <laughs> or things, right? Are there things that you can eliminate or at least put a cap on? How do you incorporate more things in your life that encourage you toward gratitude or remind you of gratitude and are there things that you can eliminate? Finally, um, uh, think of people, the people around you. Um, And This week, this week especially, think of someone specifically and a specific reason that you're thankful for them, and and write a note. So yes, you can send an email or a text um, or a Snapchat or a was the app that everybody used before they took out the two times you had to pay for the two time thing, Marco Polo. You can send a Marco Polo. Sorry. I stopped using that once they took out the twice speed. You had to pay for that. I was like, nope. I'm friends with pastors on there, and we're all too long-winded. We all stopped using it. Uh, But here's something else you can do. You can actually sit down and write a handwritten letter to somebody and send it in the mail. Yeah. (laughs) Chase, we used to do that. Um, Right before texting, you could actually send... Letters in the mail. And try to be specific. If you think of more people, if you want to make that a practice of one a week, to be thankful for them. Um, my hope is that through this season, through the season of Advent, as we wait, as we're patient, as we... And that, that it's not like... That's not meant to be non frustrating necessarily. This is meant to, to frustrate the things that we often do to cope and distract and to just sit and wait and trust in the presence of God. And in the presence of God, we can be grateful. So, how do we pursue that? How do we become intentional about being grateful? Um, and listen, don't even think for a second that I'm standing up here going, How can you guys become more like me and be grateful? I'm going, I need to become more like you and be grateful. This is a practice that I desperately need. So let me pray for us, and then we will take communion where for followers of Jesus, we actually celebrate the presence of God made manifest among us. So let me pray. God, thank you. Um, Thank you. I'll stop there. I, I say that in almost every prayer, and it never... It rarely sinks in, Um, but God, you are present with your people in all circumstances, in times of plenty and in times of want, in times where we feel alone, in times where we're in the middle of a crowd of people, in times when we're crushed by guilt and shame in times where we're filled with pride and arrogance in times where they just seemed like mundane you're present and you're there and you listen to the cries of your people and you know your people fill us with hearts of gratitude Um, may we practice this well may we develop these habits and learn how to put on thankfulness And, and as we grow that practice and that habit, um, may you use that to draw all men to yourself. That that is what would make us lights in a dark world. We ask this in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen.
0: Building our identity in Christ. For the sake of the world. That's the mission of Refuge
4: Church. For more information, visit us online at SeekRefuge.net.